Lydia Pierre. I'm the brand manager, well, lead brand manager at Pierre Branding Group. This, 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 this is, is Diversified, diversified, diversified game, 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 game. A podcast giving entrepreneurial advice from a diverse and inclusive perspective with Kelly. He may agree, he may oppose, and it's more than just race, it's about, you know, ideas. So, let the game begin. It's Kellen, and today on Diversified Game, she's in Atlanta, but she's a citizen of the world, people. I have Lydia Pierre of the Pierre Brand Management Group, and she's going to give us the game, not just on business, but also what she has going on for Haitian Celebration Month. Did you guys hey. know that? You need to know more than Sapa say. You need to know, hey. about the, need to know about the pickles in the back of the refrigerator. That's the one you want because that's the older one. Not and the pickles in the back of the refrigerator. <laughs> yes. You got to have all that down. So welcome to the show, Lydia. Tell us about yourself and your company and, you know, this Haitian Celebration Month event that you have going on. Oh, well, first of all, Kellen, thank you for having me on your show. And I'm feeling the the pool vibes you got going on behind you. I'm a little jealous. Come on down. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. But um, yes, I'm Lydia Pierre of Pierre Branding Group, which is a brand management firm located here in Atlanta. Um, we primarily work with executives transitioning into entrepreneurs because that is actually um, my plight where I was working. Um, you know how it is. You got to work to kind of feed your passion kind of thing. And, and then hopefully eventually it turns into its own thing. So that is my quote unquote origin story. Um, and now I am pleased to be able to help others do the same. Um, and the real premise of what I do when I help people do that is to really understand um, that. You can grow where you are on your way to where you're trying to go, because a lot of people are frustrated and angry and mad about their jobs or what they're doing. They're like, oh, I wish I can get out of this job, wish wish I could get out of this job. But this is where you're at right now. So you might as well love it (laughs) and figure out how to make it work for you. So I essentially help clients really work from where they are to where they want to be without damaging any relationships while building up their presence and their personal brand. And sometimes it positions them to be such an asset to the company that they either don't want them to leave or they end up really just staying and really making great things happen. Or even when they do leave, the company actually becomes one of their clients or support systems or things like that. So I love what I do. I've been doing it for about, uh, I don't want to show my age. definitely taking care of it so oh thank you thank you thank you (laughs) Um, I've been doing it for over 15 years now um well you know how it is again I was transitioning at one point so I was doing it while I was working but I've been doing it as peer branding group officially since 2018 so the company itself has been officially in existence since 2018 but I've been doing this for years (laughs) Um, and, and I love it. I get to see people become what they never thought they could be. Some of them, they what they hoped they could be. Um, I have a front row seat to that, to seeing their greatness and to being able to see the, the transition and as they grow. And it's, it's always a party. It's always a party <laughs> to be able to see that growth. We celebrate everything. We celebrate as much as we can because it should be fun on your way to doing it. So 
that's basically what that's about. And of course, like you said, I'm Haitian. You see a little flag right there. <laughs> um, I am Haitian. So um, I, I know there's a running joke about Haitians and Jamaicans, of course, but about Haitians being very, um, how do I say, diverse when it comes to their work ethic. <laughs> um, and, and I'm not far from that. <laughs> um, and, and I went from being a, a licensed cosmetologist to being someone who worked as a car, um, as a billing specialist as a car, at a chiropractic office, to being the marketing person at a chamber or the PR person at a nonprofit organization, and then also being the communications person at a bank. Um, and along the way, I did weddings. I used to help plan weddings. I used to do hair. And the funny thing is all of that comes together to help me be who I am as a brand manager, because now I have clients who are chiropractors. So I know that industry. I got um, part of what I do is help plan events and execute events through my team. So I have a great understanding of that, helping people be able to brand themselves and market themselves. All of the things that I did as this person who was all over the place at one point (laughs) kind of came together under one umbrella and helped to be able to help me serve my clients with, in a very relatable way, if that makes sense. It does make sense. And I thank you for sharing that you just didn't get here overnight because we are seeing that on social media. Mm-hmm. That, you know, people are popping out of Ferraris, popping out of jets, hanging out on the stairs of jets, something that if you've ever flown private, you don't hang on the steps, you get in, you get off. <laughs> that's <laughs> how they work. <laughs> yeah, that's, you know, you, you go, you get in your plane, you, you, you go. But um, when you're talking about people transitioning and maybe going from a job setting to entrepreneur, what do you think the biggest um, fear or doubt? Mm. Is it money or is it self-confidence? Ooh, Kellen, that's deep. Okay, okay. It's, of course, it's a little bit of both, but I think more than the money, it's the self-confidence. They don't, who, self-confidence and support system. Um, Because it is scary going out there on your own. And you have to realize that you can't do it on your own. And that's facts. You can't do it on your own. And you shouldn't do it on your own. Just like with any weight loss plan or whatever, if you try and start a weight loss journey, they encourage you to, they ask you, do you have a support system at home? Do you have people who can encourage you? Are people going to be eating in your face, making you not want to stick to your diet? It's the same thing. You don't want to start anything without having your support system in place. And the fact of the matter is not everyone has a thorough support system. Um, And a lot of times, It's not because they might not even have it. It might be just because they don't even know that they need it or that that's something you need to have in place. And you could take on the world if you just make sure you look around and see what your resources are. Um, And you're not doing it by yourself. I mean, there's mad entrepreneurs out here, mad people who are really trying to get it. And there's groups for it. There's gatherings for it. There's videos for it. And you just have to educate yourself. And as you do that, that's where the self-confidence will be built and will come into play. And then you just wake up one day like, I got this. And then you realize you do got this. And as long as you realize that you're not alone in this, you're not the only one, you you could keep getting it every day. You just got to be willing to keep getting it. It's not just a overnight thing. Every day you got to wake up with the mentality like, I got this. I got this. I got this. And there'll be days when you feel like, I ain't got this. I ain't got this. I ain't got this. But that's when you got to look around and really, again, remind yourself why you're doing it. You have to have your why. 
but also realize who you're doing it with. And if you don't have those people or those resources in place, then yeah, you're probably gonna not do so well. It's just, that's just how it is. Well, when you talk about the why, and mm. you know, many, again, many people are seeing what's on Instagram, like it's real, what's on YouTube, like it's not rented, you know, cars, like a music video or rented houses. Mm-hmm. And people are able now, and I don't say names because I, I represent influencers and I know pretty much all of the influencers that are on the, the, the black YouTube and black Twitter. Okay, okay, okay. I'm gonna need you to plug me in, but go ahead. <laughs> now you have, now you have, you know, everybody, you have plumbers and janitors saying, I'm a high value man. You have, and whatever high value is, I mean, I was reading my scriptures and I, and I thought I found the definition, but I guess it's now about the money. So people are saying, look, mm-hmm. I'm making this money. I want to flaunt this money. And I tell people all the time, there's a lot of people living rich that are going to retire broke. But what are you telling your entrepreneurs that, you know, I want you to look bigger than life or do I want you to look like your real life is within your budget? Because that's a hard mm-hmm. thing for entrepreneurs to figure out where's their budget? How much do they need versus how much are they living off of right now? Well, only you, okay, so of course, when it comes to living above or below your financial means, that, that's something that is individualized to each person. Everybody, you know what's in your pocket, you know what's in your account. So I, I'm not a big fan of faking it till you make it. I'm the one I'll pull up in my Honda Accord that I still have from 2004 and look bomb getting out of it. And I ain't got no problem. That has nothing to do with who I am as a person or as a brand manager or my level of success. Um, and a, a, it's a shame that a lot of people attribute their success to material things, but let's be honest. It, it is also cause I'm in branding. So it's all about perception and the visual and the image as well. So I'll be, I'll be a hypocrite if I act like, I don't know. That's what it's about as well. Um, it's just that you better be who you say you are when people at all, first of all, at all times. And when people come across the real you in real life you better be able to deliver on what promises you're making online, you know, cause I mean, eventually the two worlds will collide eventually. If you're depending on the level you're doing it on anyway, eventually everything that's in the dark comes out to light. So, I mean, th- there's no sense in faking it to that extent where you gotta go rent a car to make it look like it's yours. And you got, Oh, the thing I despise is seeing people with the money stacks and they on the, like it's their phone. Who are you calling on the, what is that? A, I never understood that, but to each his own. I mean, but a lot of that uh, comes out to be style. It's about trending and things like that. You have to realize that that's just a look. It's not necessarily a thing or it's not necessarily what you should aspire to as a real person. (laughs) So having an idea or being able to separate reality from fantasy or from the cell is important just because I see these rappers or whatever doing it. I'm gonna look like an idiot walking around like this. What is, <laughs> ain't got nothing to do with me. But um, it's just really, again, it goes back to that self-confidence and realizing and learning who you are so that you could be authentic to that. And then you'll, you'll find that once you rock with you, everybody gonna wanna rock with you too. At the end of the day, that's what it really comes down to. And, and, I, and I love that. And you sound like someone who you are definitely in tuned um, and, it, and if you are single, um, key tip, guys, this is the type of stuff you want to hear. 
I, I don't need the Maserati. I don't need the Aston Martin um, because, you know, that's not real life. It's just a car. And people who can yeah. afford these things, it's really art. It's a toy, but it's not a, you know, hey, look at me um, because I might have another one in the garage. And it's, right, it's, right. It's out the water. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, and to, to piggyback on that, I never understood the, the idea because you t- you touched on the high value man thing and a lot of people attribute a high value man to being someone who has money and having what's perceived as a level of success financially um based on maybe how he dresses the the car he drives things like that i as a woman and i hope i don't get backlash for this i never understood the infatuation with a man's car <laughs> like i never got it because that's his car at the end of the day right i mean if he give me the keys and it's my car, then okay, I'd be a little hype. But me getting in and out of his car, don't I don't see how that adds value to my life. <laughs> Real talk. For example, like even and I'll take this back to the office setting, um, where people try and cap you up or gaslight you. Like let's say you're in an office and they get new computers. As dope, you got new computers. Like I had one time a boss said to me, "I got you a new computer." I looked at him like. You got you a new computer for me to use, <laughs> but yes. you're not going to come gaslight me, make me think I'm about to be all hype because you got your business, a computer. So if you're not careful, you're going to start to look at people's stuff as if it's yours and it's not. And the next thing you turn around and the car that this guy was driving, he pulled off in it. You still got an Uber to the next spot because <laughs> at the end of the day, it's his car. So it's just a matter of just stop fooling yourselves and just really focus on what really matters because it's, it's not about that stuff because all of that could be taken away in a second. But you, if you have value within you and you build the brand that is you, you could take that. You have to take that anywhere you go. You are you, you go everywhere you go. So if you build your brand and you add value to yourself in that sense, then you'll become almost invincible. And with that, I mean, knowing yourself, knowing your why, um, I, I really want to go, you know, have you have a chance to go deep into the different okay. services you provide, because you you sound like um, someone that you, you really are compassionate about the work that you do, but it also, it takes money to do what you do. So folks who say, I want to go to the next level, and then they come to you like you might be Mother Teresa and say, oh, you won't do it for free? No, you need to handle So So let people know the services you provide okay. and you know, just some general ranges because services can always go up. And I do yes. mean they can always go up, folks. Absolutely. Time you're buying. But yeah, just give the folks, you know, what they get from Pierre Branding. Okay. And, and I'm going to be real transparent, too. Um, as an entrepreneur, I'm still figuring it out in the sense that there's there's moments that happen where it's like, man, I'm not charging nearly enough or, man, I'm missing out on this money or I'm 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 still figuring that all out. But um, we do have our price points. But I again, I'm being transparent this weekend alone. I had to go back and readjust my numbers and take a look at my numbers like Lydia, if you're trying to grow for real, for real. You can't, you can't keep undercutting yourself in order to just be out there to just get a bunch of clients. And of course, when you're starting, you have a starting point, you're starting off a new business. 
you trying to just get clients in the door and that's okay. And I, I did that in the beginning. We all do that. Sometimes you got to give away free services. You got to figure out partnerships. You got to figure out ways to just get yourself out there. So that's part of it. We call that what um, serving your time or giving your, you know, paying your dues, so to speak. So there's no way around that. You're not just going to come into any game and not pay your dues. You're going to have to do that because why, why pay for your services when I don't even know what you do yet? Cause you're not out here when I could go in with this person, but that's essentially what branding is about branding people into a space where their, va- their services are valued over others because of the fact that they have the credibility. They have the, the, the backing and the support. You could Google them. You could find them. You could find evidence of their work and who they are and who they say they are. So that's what we help people do. So I, I am recently grew my company and I added three more consultants. So like I said, I had to go back and revise my prices to fit that because it's no longer just me. <laughs> so I can't feed three other people off of the same price range that I had when I was doing me and I was looking out for clients because that just happened in this space where you, you, you build this rapport with people because branding is not just a one-off kind of a thing. It's a journey you take with people. Like, I can't just give you a brochure, just give you a logo, and now you brand it. That's not how it works. We got to build you. We got It's why it's called building a brand. And that takes time. So I look at it as a partnership. Like, like we about to, we getting into this, and we going on this journey together. So there's moments where you, this person goes from being your client to kind of feeling like your friend or something like that. And it's like, uh, you always feel some type of way about charging your friends. But you can't let that get in the way. And I still struggle with that. I'm not even going to sit here and act like I got it all together. I still struggle with that. But because I know that that's a weakness of mine, I'm bringing in people to put around me that will help make sure Lydia don't do that no more. So I have a business consultant that not only serves our clients, but is also internally working on the business with me. So now I hold myself accountable. So I find ways to put measures in place that make me accountable for my own stuff. Cause you got to know your weaknesses and that's all part of knowing who you are. So I know I'm not good with asking for money. So now I have a business consultant in place that makes sure that I do, <laughs> or that is asking about my numbers when I need to. And at the end of the day, I have to up my game or up my prices because at the end of the day, I'll end up paying literally for the services that I'm trying to provide to clients. So with all of that said, services we provide include um, anything from creating marketing strategies to um, graphic design, website design, of course. And those are your a la carte things. Those are the things that you could get those one-off services because why not? Why, why, why send you somewhere else when I could (laughs) make sure you have everything in one-stop shop. But what really works for our clients is our branding programs. And that's where you take those journeys together. So those are, we have our three to six month program that we call the fast track branding program. Those are for those people who are looking to get a brand going fast. Um, So they maybe need something, maybe they have an event coming up, or maybe they just really have some kind of a timeline that's making them need to really get their brand up and running in the next 60 to 90 days. So we offer them what we call our fast track branding program. Um, And and we work in phases. We try not to do the monthly thing because I find that there's we're, we're real people, we're humans, and things happen. So instead of me trying to be busy trying to charge you on a monthly basis just to get 
uh, because it's the next month now is May it's May 15th and you've been with us since March so you're two invoices in just to say you're two invoices in I don't like working under that pressure for me as well as for the client because it's just it doesn't offer room to really make sure the deliverables are met and things happen the client might get sick I might get sick things might not really work out how we want so I work in phases so we charge per phase so um, each branding program probably has about five to six phases that we work on and we break down the deliverables in each phase um so depending on which program you're with each phase has their price range so the fast track branding program which is three to six months and about about 40 hours a month um that's about 3500 per phase around about for all the deliverables under each phase. Now, again, five, that's about four to five phases with the last phase being more of a closeout phase. So um, they could do the math in terms of that. <laughs> um, but that's typically the structure of all our branding programs. Now, after the fast track branding, which is three to six months, we have what we call the, um, the brand, expand your brand program, which is six to nine months. Um, and that's a little bit more um, services involved in that. Um, and a little bit more um, hours and manpower. Um, again, we have an amazing team that we brought on and I did have to reprice these all this weekend. So I'm trying to remember them from the top of my head. Um, the Expand Your Brand Program, I believe those phases are at around 6,000 per month now based off of the assessment I had to do based off the hours and our consulting fees and things like that. Um, and then we have the last program, which is a brand partnership program. That's a 12-month program. And each of these phases, keep in mind, these, each of these programs are recommended to the clients based on their position in the industry in terms of how much revenue they generate. If they're an entrepreneurial um, startup, startup company, we recommend the fast track branding. And just because I say it's three to six months doesn't mean it has to stay within that space. It could, we could keep going. Um, the, so that's about someone who might be making maybe 500000 a year or so. Um, the, the Expand Your Brand program, that might be someone who's maybe making a revenue of up to a million a year. Um, and then the final one, which is the brand partnership, is more of a big corporation or enterprise that is really bringing us on to be part of their team. Um, and that's a 12-year contract. I mean, a 12-month contract, forgive me. Um, so that's a little bit more entailed, and that's about in the $250,000 range. But that's for the whole year. And we have five consultants. So essentially, you're having a salary for each of these consultants. So that's why that price point is there. Um, and again, I had to go back, review my numbers. And you'll have to do that, too, with your business. You have to just take a moment, be real with yourself about how can you actually provide services and afford to provide the services to your clients and still not only make a profit, but also be able to still provide quality services while paying your people. So that's that. Now, again, I know I work with a lot of entrepreneurs who might just be them and they might not be in the space where they're making any of that. So what we offer for those people are brand coaching um, programs. So what we have with our brand coaching program is where they could just get sessions where we coach them through their branding journey and they graduate eventually to a branding program when they're in a space where they start making that kind of income. So with the branding coach programs, um, they could do one-off sessions um, and those range of about 250 per session and it's about 90 minutes. Um, and what happens with those sessions, they, and they could get packages as well of those sessions. So it could be the one-offs or they could do a six, 
session package, a nine session package, 12 session package, things of that nature. Um, and what happens with that, the difference between that and the branding programs is they get the coaching piece and the marketing strategy sessions with us. Um, it's just that they got to go back and implement it on their own. So we might have a session and we talk about, hey, I'm trying to start this, this t-shirt company. I'm trying to brand this so that it could be appealing to African-Americans in the age range of 15, 18. Of course, not people, people don't always come with all that. We have to kind of coach them through that piece of who their target audience and all that is. But once we identify all that um, and we come up with some strategies, they go back, implement those strategies that we put in place, and then they come back to us. And then the next session, we go through what they did, what worked, what didn't work, what we need to do, what we should shift. We coach them through another session. They go back and do it, come back, et cetera, et cetera. Um, and they build themselves that way until they're in a space where they feel like, all right, Lydia, now I got this coming in. I got that coming in. I'm ready to kind of push it on to you because I'm busy. <laughs> so, yeah. Well, it's one thing, you know, you have, you have a lot of services and she even does uh, mini makeovers or classic wardrobe. Oh, updates. you did your research, so, Kellen. And, and so she, she, she can do a lot. But like, let's just say somebody wants you to help them with their social media. Okay. They have to understand that there's also advertising that you may have to pay. Or if they want you to updo their wardrobe, hey, yes. I'll help you, but you got to have a budget. So are we going to Walmart? Are we going to, you know, <laughs> that? That part. Yeah. That part. <laughs> yeah. So are there any videos that you have for people on a YouTube that say, Yo, this is what you need to do to work with us. Because something tells me your clientele that you love helping people, especially so you can see yourself in people, and I you're do. like, I want you to come up. Oh man, it's 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 so amazing, and it takes. I'm not even going front. It's not me blowing my own horn. I had to come to this realization that it takes a special kind of person to be able to see the greatness in people and want to cultivate it. Because I have my moments. I'm still human. I have my moments where. You, you, I brand someone or I'm working with someone and I get a little jealous. I'm just being honest. <laughs> There's those moments and they rise. So I, I have to acknowledge that those moments may come and be prepared to push past it and realize that, you I got to coach myself through that. Like Lydia, you got to realize you're the one that's helping this person be who they are. And every time they blow up or every time they make that money that you see coming into the account, every time you see that they teaching that and doing this, that's a reflection of your work. I had to tell myself that all the time because these people, they, they become great and there'll be times that they're making more money than you and you coach them into that space. So you gotta, you gotta be real with yourself no matter what. And that's, that's the key for me anyway, is to just be honest and true to myself so that I could keep pushing and keep seeing the greatness in these people and remind myself that that's a reflection of you. So like when you say, I see myself in these people. I legit see myself in these people. And sometimes to my detriment, because also part of building a brand, it could go either way. It could benefit you or it can hurt you. Because once you start working with the client, start building their brand, essentially, no matter how far they go, you were a part of that. Okay, right? At the same token, if they were to leave you or go off on some other journey or work with someone else and, or they, their brand doesn't succeed after they leave. No one knows that it wasn't you still. Once you're attached to someone, you're attached to someone. 
I mean, it's just how it is. So, I mean, and by the time I, I would have to literally run behind the person and have my own PR campaign saying, that's not me. That's not me. That's not me. We didn't do that. We didn't do that. Who got time for that? <laughs> so um, it's, it's a risk you take too. Um, but I always keep in mind that the people are taking a risk on us because someone's brand, their image, that's them. And for them to bring that to you, they're essentially trusting you with themselves in a way that they don't even trust themselves, if that makes sense. It, it, it definitely, as a fellow consultant, it makes sense. I love having these conversations to see that we all go through the same thing. And, you know, um, when you even say when people don't have enough money, we have packages as well, but mm-hmm. we're at a place where we're, we're not looking for any new clientele, but clientele comes. And if you're not looking for money and it comes and you say no more than you say yes. But what I find with people who don't, because I love startups, and when people don't have the money and they almost have offensive money to offer you, Mm. to to say, well, give me a piece of your company and let me be a a silent partner. And and that has um, made things either they run. Are you start becoming a serial entrepreneur and you take advisory shares at least and mm. you find out how to get paid later so you can chill out in the shade? Yeah, so, yeah. You're a saint. You're a saint. Not a, there's, you know, there's a saint and then there's a shark. Um, and being a saint on your way to sharkhood. Oh, gosh. Is that where I'm on my way to? Yeah, I, I feel it, though, Kellen. I feel it. I'm scared of it, if I'm being honest. Yeah, I want to know feel it. What, what is with, with that? What is your community give back that you're doing or that you want to do in the future? Oh, I love that. I love that. So, a big component of anything I do with clients is always a, I always have to have a philanthropic component. It's almost like it's a, a I'm not going to say mandatory, but it's almost like it's a, not a requirement, but whenever I create a strategy for a client or a project, I almost always feel like there has to be a philanthropic component um, because not only does that create more awareness around the brands, because this people only care about you when they know you care. That goes for people that goes for companies that goes for brands. It goes for everything. No one cares about you if you don't care about anything. So if, if you're in it just for yourself, people can see it. They can see it through the brand. They can see it through the marketing. They can see it through the CEO that they're just out for self. And when people pick up on that, at least people with good energy and good vibrations, because I'm all about that, um, they they don't want to rock with the brand. When they see it, they can see it in pictures. I, I'm an empath as well. Oh, so that really, ugh. <laughs> <laughs> it's a problem for me. But as an empath, I could, there's moments I could look at pictures and see the intention behind it or see the, the, the feelings of the person behind it. Same with text messages or voice messages or whatever. Like I could read something or look at something and be like, I could feel the energy behind it, if that makes sense. So if, if you're out here just for self, people pick up on it. I'm convinced of it, at least. So I try to make sure that anything I do is done with a good intent behind it. And there are moments when I'm not in the mood, I'm not feeling it, or I might be in not a good place. And I'd rather stop working than to keep creating in that space because people will see it. 
I believe people will see it. They'll pick up on it. They'll pick up on the energy behind that content, behind that post, behind that whatever. And you, you see it. You see the shade people throw on on when they post stuff in their stories or you could pick up on it. You read it. It's like, oh, that person is having a, well, they must have got out of a relationship or something like, and it's showing up in your business. That's not cool. That's not cool. It's not, but you're in Atlanta and some people that is their business, you know, mm. making people feel like Talk I have it together it. and you don't, even if I, you know, no matter how many divorces or failed relationships I have, I can now tell you to have one yes. um, every night at 10 o'clock till 12. Ooh, um, Shay, was that Shay? It, it, it's just real talk because there's room for all of it, but yeah. you just toxic you can't be abusive with it and you yeah. need to have like a track record and when you talk about money you know i'm a business manager for some of our clients you need to have your business right mm. you need, to, need to know that it's not about what people think you have but somewhere down the road maybe they did some research and said oh i didn't know they were behind that and there's so many people that i know who um the millionaire next door they're quiet you would never know anything about them, but that's the person you want to go to if you're yes. talking about the blockchain. Yes. Not some YouTuber who has a million followers and is regurgitating what they saw on, you know, Reddit. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. So, so, so you, you know, have an event, you're celebrating all month and really this is an all year celebration. Tell us about, you know, Haitian Celebration Month. How long has this been going on? Because many people, they don't know. And, you know, where can they go um, to find out more information about the event? Well, um, Haitian Heritage Month is observed in May. Um, So the whole month of May is about celebrating the Haitian culture. Um, It just so happens to also be the month that is Asian Heritage Month. So it kind of overshadows the Haitian one, but that's fine. It's all good. We coming. We coming. (laughs) But um, it was first celebrated in Boston, Massachusetts in 1998, in in the U.S. anyway. Um, And of course, you know, Haitian is, um, Haiti is the official republic, you know, in the, and is a Caribbean country, but it was also the first republic to become free. Um, so we have quite a bit to, to celebrate. We're very resilient people um, and stubborn, but I love, I, w- I don't know if I would ever want to be anything else but a Haitian woman because we are just, not just the Haitian women, but Haitian culture. We are just, like I said, resilient. I mean, we bounce back from almost anything and just keep pushing. And I just love that about us and about our culture. Um, I mean, it's just amazing. And for Haitian Flag Day, which is May 18th um, every year, um, that's usually when we just really f- get our flags out and we just represent it's anything from parades to parties to, I mean, just the foods we eat, just all kinds of things. So I'm very excited because this year um, I have the privilege of representing on a level that I never thought I would. Um, and I know it's just the beginning, um, but I'm going to be hosting Haitian Flag Day at this um, amazing club, oh, lounge and restaurant in um, Atlanta called Rocksteady, um, Rocksteady Atlanta, which is really garnering a lot of attention as of late because of their very diverse um, cuisine and very great vibes and the decor and the art that they have there. 
And I've been able to really build a great relationship with the owners because one in particular is Haitian. Um, and I was introduced to him via the Haitian Chamber of Commerce um, when they first opened. And ever since then, we just kind of stayed connected. Um, and for them to call on me about a year and a half later to represent the Haitian culture at their facility for their first Haitian event that they're doing. And, and just so you kind of have an understanding of why this is so important is because there's a lot of, there's a lot of Haitian owned businesses out here in these streets. And there's a lot of restaurants or lounges and things like that, that sometimes position themselves as Caribbean as opposed to Haitian. Um, and the reason they have to do that, of course, it's a marketing thing. They have to do that because they want to be able to attract more business. Um, it's just a shame because a lot of times we just feel like we could go to a Haitian party or Haitian event and they'll play all kinds of music. They'll play Afro beats. They'll play um, reggae. They'll play soca, everything. Um, and then even our own music, it might get play here or there. But it's never, almost never, the whole event is about what they say it's about. <laughs> so um, that's always been our experience in the Haitian culture. As a Haitian-American, I've, I've always felt like that's been the case. I could go to a Haitian restaurant, and sometimes you never hear Haitian music. You might not see anyone dancing or anything like that. But it's like, I'm at a whole Haitian party. <laughs> it's like, sometimes that happens. Um, and again, like, they'll, they'll introduce all everybody else's music. But you go to a, sometimes you go to other Caribbean restaurants or other restaurants in general, and you just, they never try and insert Haitian music just to do it. So it's kind of, it kind of sucks. Wow. <laughs> so for this restaurant to be willing to do this event where it's going to be promoting the Haitian culture, um, I, I think is amazing. And to be the person to lead that, I think that's just so dope for them to, I mean, I'm so honored so, so honored to be able to do it, especially because not only is it Haitian owned, but it's a very diverse crowd of people that will be exposed to the culture in a new way. So to be able to be in the front lines of that is it's scary too. I'll be honest. It's, it's, <laughs> it's a little scary. I'm hoping I represent right that night, but well, two nights, because we had to add a second night because the first night got packed out with reservations. So um, in order to be able to accommodate, we had to add on a second night. So um, that's an amazing experience to be part of. And I'm, I'm so excited about that. Um, in addition to that, there is, um, at the end of the month, May 30th is Haitian Mother's Day. I know generally in the American culture, Mother's Day lands on May, um, the, the second Sunday in May, I believe. Um, but for us, it's May 30th, the last, um, you know, Monday of the Sunday of the month, generally, um, and this year, um, there is a big event happening called Messy Mama, um, and it's happening at Essence Lounge, which is a new lounge. It is formerly known as La Vie. Um, and they're, what they're doing is, and we're happy to call them a client, um, they're creating this great experience where mothers can come out and experience compa and a brunch and all of these amazing things um, at that location. And the beauty of that location is that he, the owner is really trying to provide a space where the culture can really be able to have very oppressive events because we want to represent the culture, right? So the venue is beautiful. It's newly remodeled. It's very big, about 7,000 or so square feet. Um, and, and I think it's a great representation of what Haitians can do if they really want to invest in their brand. 
Um, and and it's, it's unfortunately, it's rare to see because while I love my people and they're so resilient, a lot of times they try and cut corners. <laughs> um, they're very resourceful. I always say Haitians are very resourceful. Um, but what that translates into sometimes is they don't want to spend the money to, to really invest in their brand. They just figure out a, a way to MacGyver it almost every time. Well, that's, that's Black people growing. Think about it, Kellen. That, that's the problem. And we all have the same thing. But even saying someone's, you know, I, I'm in South Florida, somebody's Haitian, somebody's Jamaican. And I ask people, have you done your lineage to see what part of Senegal or Congo or Central Africa are you really from? Because you being from Haiti is only one part of the story. Exactly. But you have cultures coming from Africa. And I want to go deep into that off air because some of the things I'm going to say aren't for the public to know. Some Got of it. These, Not for public consumption. <laughs> yeah, some of these are internal. And I, I thank you for coming on. And you guys, if you really want to hear that conversation, you can hit me and say, I want to hear more and what you guys talked about. Maybe we'll think of an event we do with some of my okay. influencers that I represent and we do it like we've done other events. In I love it. it out, and we talk about it internally because, you know, a great general, you never, in the words of uh, Khalid Muhammad, let the enemies know what's mm. going on and we got to keep things, you know, there. So thank you for coming on, Lydia. Oh, thank you so much for having me, Kellen. I really enjoyed it. Thanks for getting in the game and listening to the Diversified Game Podcast with Kellen, the number one show pairing entrepreneurship with diverse and inclusive perspectives like wine and cheese, bagel and locks, fish and grits. Be sure to visit DiversifiedGame.com for all the good stuff. Join in the conversation and discover more content.